0: Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Lighthouse Podcast. Um, Chris, yes. guess what? Tell me. I always never know like if this is exciting or like a little sad. Like
1: Could it be both?
0: I yes, I can feel two things at once, as you I've can. learned from this podcast. <laughs> um we have officially, now it's official, we have wrapped up 2023 retreat season.
1: Wow. That um, is amazing. And yes, that is feeling two things yeah. at once. You know, there's the excitement of oh. oh my gosh, we closed out an amazing year. Um, but there's also this, oh, there's no more retreats in this year, but but there's twenty twenty four. I know. And it's coming and we're already talking about it and planning for it. But yeah. wow, what an amazing year. Yeah. It was. So not goodbye nope. to twenty to, to retreats. Nope. It's just see you later. See you later. That's the wrap on twenty three and now we start and we could not have a
0: better grand finale than getting to be at Carolina Point this past weekend. Yeah, like, I'm such fantastic. a camp girl. I mean, and this was camp. Yeah. Like It was lighthouse and all the good things about camp combined. And, and it's mountains just, oh, and all weather my favorite things. and colors. And go-karts. go-karts. I mean, it was just all the things that you would love in bunk beds and just all the things. So if you have to wrap it up, which I never kind of want to, that was, was the way wrap. I wanted to wrap it's it up. It's a good wrap. Yeah, yeah, Carolina Point. Good wrap.
1: Cherry on top. Yep. Fantastic way to finish. Yes. I'm sorry. So we've, we've wrapped it up. Yes. Favorite. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Favorite memory.
0: Oh my gosh. It's so, so cliche. From (laughs)
1: spring break to Carolina point.
0: Oh gosh. Okay. 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 First retreat of the summer. There's this little guy, Jeremy. Mm. He had a power wheelchair, right? And he just loved just, he would take off. He was in our St. Simon's location, big lawn. He would go zero to 90 in that thing. No one could catch him. And I just remember looking up and he's flying across the lawn laughing. And like the adult leaders in his group are trying to catch him, you know, and they're trying to catch him before. And I just... He was so full of joy and just would zip all over the place in that thing, and I just I haven't forgotten him all summer.
1: That's amazing.
0: How about y'all put you right back, right back at you?
1: You know, right back at me. Um, it's not going to be a surprise to you. It's it's one I've been using all year when people talk favorite memory. I still go back to it, even though this fall has been really really yeah. great. Fourth um, of July. Yeah. 4th of July on the beach, we did really amazing and cool 4th of July shirts this year. And just seeing they everybody were, out they on were the beach, fancy. <laughs> everybody hanging out on the beach and playing yeah. on the beach, watching fireworks together on the beach. Just the community of it—it it just was really lighthouse, right? Yep, yep. Um, just everybody circling and, and hanging out. That's so, a, I
0: could have guessed that. That's always your favorite. It was it's a the Fourth of July. It was
1: a favorite. It really was. So, um hey, listeners! Yes, we wrapped up twenty-three, but great news. 24 is right yeah, around the corner. It
0: literally is because we're year round now. Yeah. So it is right, around, right the around the corner. right
1: yes. around the corner and registrations are going to start for, for some retreats coming up in mid-November. Yeah. That's a month and a half away. So um, you're hearing all this buzz about retreats. Great news. They're coming uh, for next year. So make sure you pay attention to social media, pay attention to the emails you're getting from us because uh, you're going to start seeing when dates open up.
0: Yes. Okay. Switching gears a little bit here. We have such a great podcast today. She was so delightful to talk to. Kelly Youngblood is with us today. So, Kelly and her husband, Matt, have a daughter, Emery, and a son, Lane. And she's just going to walk us through their story. They had an ordinary day of playing soccer in the backyard, which ended up a couple days later in the ER and being given a cancer diagnosis. So, she is going to just kind of share about that experience of going through diagnosis and treatment but also their faith as a family and lane he's a little guy big faith and how that helped get them through you're just going to be so blessed with today's episode so it's a remarkable story so let's listen in
1: Hey, Kelly, welcome to the Lighthouse Podcast. Super glad you said yes to join us. Um, for our listeners, because they don't know a whole lot about your story other than what we just introed, uh, why don't you give everybody just a big picture overview of Lane's diagnosis? How'd you find out? What, what did treatment look like?
2: Okay, great. Well, thank you guys for having me, and thank you for what you do here on the podcast. Um, I know it can, has connected me to other families that I've heard their stories, and so thank you for having me. Okay. So, um, Lane was four when he was initially diagnosed and it was kind of crazy. Um, just the things that happened leading up to that diagnosis, Lane was in the backyard playing soccer with my husband, Matt and my daughter, Emery. And that was a very normal thing. And he came inside the house with his stomach hurting again for a four-year-old that's a pretty normal thing. And yep. so um, we just kind of went down the list of the things you do when your kid's stomach is hurting. Um, maybe it's this, maybe it's this. And I remember I went and got, got um, gas drops that night at Walgreens. Um, we were about to go to the, uh, the after hours clinic. And I was like, let's just, let's just try one more thing. So we tried that. The next morning, he was still in a lot of pain, and then he spiked a fever. So we took him to an urgent care clinic. They sent us immediately to the ER, and while we were there, he got a CT scan, and uh, at the time, it was COVID protocol, so only I could be there with him. One, One caregiver could be present. And so it was about one in the morning and the doctor came in and delivered the news that Lane had a tumor in his kidney and also a hematoma and um and told me he has cancer. An ambulance is dispatched right now to take you to Dell Children's, which is a medical, a children's medical center, um, thankfully in downtown Austin. So not too far. So My husband met us there when we were getting off of the ambulance and, um, several days into it, we finally figured out that he had Wilms tumor.
0: Gosh, Kelly, you were all by yourself when they came in like, oh, that's, that's hard.
2: Yeah, that was, um, I, I, it was kind of a surreal moment because I literally the night before was watching the movie clouds. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's a really amazing story. Um, I re- yes. Yes. About this boy um, and his family and he, he endures cancer. And so I literally felt like I was living in a moment that was not connected to my reality. Mm. Um, so it took a while for that, that news to set in. And then for my husband to have to hear it over the phone was just really difficult to you.
0: So I, it took a while for them to develop a treatment plan. And I, I think waiting for either results or a treatment plan is the hardest and he's in pain. And it took, I think six days. Is that right? What sustained you through six days of waiting? Cause once you know something you're like, as a mom, like you're ready to go, like, okay, so what are we doing? Like, how are we fixing this? What is next? And you, you're waiting there for six days lanes, not feeling well at all. Um, that had to be the longest six days. And how did you, how did you get through that?
2: Oh, the longest six days. Um, those days were incredibly challenging in multiple ways. There was no clear way to proceed because the tumor had actually ruptured within his kidney. And, um, one of the number one phrases that we heard during those first few days was we've never seen this before. No one had seen Wilms present in that way before. Um, In fact, the trauma team came in and interviewed my husband and said this type of a a rupture within the kidney would only happen if a kid fell out of a window from a second story or higher. And I mean, he had no bruises anywhere. It just was kind of crazy how it presented. And then obviously they didn't want to diagnose him with the wrong type of cancer because there's multiple types of kidney cancers. And so Wilms would have been the best outcome. Um, But again, because it just presented differently, it was a roller coaster. So um, he couldn't eat, he couldn't sleep. His pain was at a level 10 and the most heart-wrenching, heart-wrenching part of all of it was, um, that he would cry out, mommy, make it stop. Yeah. And I mean, I would have given anything to take his place on that bed. Right. Like that felt far more bearable to me than feeling completely helpless, watching him struggle and suffer. And at one point when he screamed that out to me, mommy, make it stop. I was lying right next to him on his hospital bed and I literally physically had to face away from him because I, I, I didn't want him to see how much pain I was in, um, watching him struggle. But then also I, my heart just could not bear what I was watching. And so, um, it was honestly in that moment where God just gently reminded me that he had been in this same place before. Um, he had, he had watched his only son rising in pain and struggle and suffer. And it's because that God willingly endured the pain of his innocent son. And because Jesus willingly suffered and died to bear the weight of my sins and conquer death, because of all of that willingness that they entered into that space, I could crawl right into the heart of the father While I was lying on that hospital bed. And so um, this verse just came to mind when I was, I mean, all of this was happening in that, what, 20 second moment where it was just this realization of um, God's nearness to us. And this verse came to mind in Romans 8 that said, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? And then later in that chapter, it says we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And um, so I just decided in that moment, I'm just going to press every weight of my sorrow and pain and burden and wrestling into God because I knew that he could handle it.
1: Yeah. Wow. What a perspective going through that because there's a lot of different directions you could go in that moment. Um, You can certainly have you know been mad at god um and maybe there was even parts of that and questioning god right but to to come out of it with that perspective is uh, amazing testament to faith and to his strength um getting you getting you through it um so thanks for sharing that um there's there's hard moments like that um and then in your journey there's hard days and i think even some hard days that repeated right or felt like they repeat like talk Did you experience some of those? Like what were some of the harder days you experienced or the harder seasons of days you experienced?
2: Oh, man. Um, I mean, there were a lot of hard days in there Um, at some point. uh, So, yes, he endured. Um, Thankfully, we, we got that kidney out and that was still a painful process. His pain continued even after that kidney came out. Um, So I gained a lot of respect for pain management in those 13 days that we were in the hospital with him initially. Um, And then he made it through treatment. He made it through rounds of chemotherapy. Um, He finished seven months later, and then he was in remission. And then you were just asking those horrible days. Well, six months into his remission, we got a phone call on February 24th, 2022. Um, it's my It was my sweet sister-in-law's birthday. In fact, in real time, my husband had just been announced as the CEO of his company. And then the phone call came, like all at the same time. Um, it was Lane's oncologist telling us that Lane's cancer had come back and it had metastasized to his lungs. Um, and so we were, all in the same moment, just holding these great joys and these great sorrows and trying to figure out how do you hold the tension and make room for both of these things. And so, um, I mean, these congratulations were pouring in for my husband while we are literally sitting in our living room holding our kids and weeping. And um, I wanna say, The sweet part of the perspective that we gained in round one with Lane's cancer, um, it kind of started to show its fruit in round two. So after um, we just took time to, to grieve and process, we all decided as a family, we know exactly what we're doing. We're going to my sister's house where we can see her family. We can see my brother's family. We can see my parents. We are. My my kids love their their cousins, and we just decided we're going to take as many life giving moments into this season that's coming and this calm before the storm. And so, I feel like we learned how to as a family just work together in that way. So you,
0: when you got the news about the relapse, you reached out to one of your best friends with you were like worried and concerned, obviously, but can you tell me a little bit about uh, what she said that really encouraged you?
2: Yes. So when we got back from my sister's house, reality really started setting in and my, my mind was just racing with logistics. I could not figure out how we were going to put this puzzle together. And so I called my dear friend Haley and I was a complete wreck. Um, I felt overwhelmed. And here we are again. I'm just telling her, here, here we are again, people are wanting to provide meals. And the thing is, like, I feel like my people are all used up. We are literally on the heels coming out of a season where our people carried us through meals and provisions and um, just very practical needs and then we're standing at the beginning of this far longer and harder road and i mean we've used all these resources so what do we what are we doing how do we do this and haley said the sweetest words she was like kelly your people we are not used up we are ready The well is deep and it is wide and it is overflowing because we are all loving you out of the love of Jesus. And that is never dried up and it will continue to overflow. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, that was such an encouraging truth to hear in those moments of just feeling lost and flailing. Mm.
0: That I can so relate to the feeling of like I've I've gotten too much. I've had too much help, especially if you're the one that usually is the helper. And we would all rather, right? We would all rather help than be the helped. And that is such a beautiful way to put it because I remember feeling like I think I've I think I've used up all all the, you know, the childcare and the meal. Like I've I've asked for too much or I've been given too much and it's just going on too long. What a love what a lovely piece of encouragement from Haley. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: What's that look like for you being on the other side of that? Like being on that receiving or the the you know, you're probably you've come off to me as your family is one that likes to give, wants to give, right? Um well now you're on the other side of that. Um how how did you process through that?
2: Yeah, that's a painful journey. I mean, it's just it's funny how it's not There, there were many, there were many other roads that we had to navigate, not just cancer during this season. Right. And so, and yes, that was a big one for me. I used to pride myself on being self-sufficient and that was my MO. And so learning how to be on the other side of giving was, it felt crippling, (laughs) Um, and round one was cancer. I was like, okay, I'm, I did it. I'm done, and now I can j- go back to the other side. And then, so going right back onto this side of knowing that I am in need of help to get through this season, and that our family is in need. I um, actually, our, our pastor's life at our church um, has been a precious mentor of mine for several years now. And I was talking with the pastor after church one day, and he was just asking how we were doing. And I let on that it was really difficult to have to enter back into a season of accepting help and just how highly uncomfortable that is for me. And he had actually himself just walked through a season of healing And he imparted to me words that a friend of his told him. And it was this, he said, there are givers and there are takers. And sometimes we just stop at those two, but there also are receivers. And it's really difficult when you're a giver to learn how to be, how to become a receiver, but it becomes a new way of blessing other people when you can receive well." Um, because it allows room for people to learn how to become givers. And so that was really timely wisdom um, as that was kind of right there at the beginning of cancer round number two.
1: See, so as being a good receiver, you're actually being a good giver of opportunities Mm -hmm. for people to learn how to become a giver. So that's works out great. That works out great. And in that season for you, that's what you needed to hear. And And, uh, and I think those are great words. I mean, that actually is very helpful to think about it from that perspective of just creating opportunities for others to learn how to, to really be good givers as well, you know, to step out of their comfort zone, maybe, um, and into that, which is, which is great. Um, thanks for sharing that. That's really, um, that's a neat way to to think about that. Um, Kelly, you, you talked a few minutes ago about, um, you know, doing some things different, right? you you went and visited your sister and said, Hey, we've got these opportunities. Let's, we're going to, we're kind of do this a little bit different. Um, going into the relapse, you guys also kind of talked about some other things. Hey, we're going to do some of these things different. We've, we've learned a little bit, so let's do this a little bit different than the last time. What are those things?
2: Yes. So, okay. We were just talking about how I have a hard time relinquishing <laughs> help from others and, um, or relinquishing control control and letting others help. Um, and so the first that with cancer. I took on as much as I could do. I mean, I felt like that was my way of blessing my son during that time. Like I, I wanted to remove every obstacle from him and from my family to be able to just, show up at what we needed to show up at and um, do the work we needed to do. And so um, part of that process was my husband and my daughter missed out on some opportunities that they really wanted to take part in. Mm-hmm. And um, man, they're very kind and patient with me because mm-hmm. none of this came out until remission. And my daughter was like, she's 10 now. So at this time she was eight. Um, She said, okay, so why did you keep dropping me off at friends' houses? Why did you keep sending me away? And I was like, oh, Emery, did you, did you want to be there with us? Did you want to be, I mean, we weren't really doing anything at home, you know, Lane was sick and we kept the house quiet. And so, I just filled in with what I thought she would be wanting to do, which is have fun with her friends. And she was like, no, I, I really wanted to be home with you guys. I wanted to be with Lane. And so I, yeah, had to apologize and take responsibility for robbing her of that in that first season of cancer. And then um, for my husband, I mean, he is, such a hard worker and he shows up for all of us in so many different ways and again i was trying to you know take the burden off of him so that he could do what he needed to do and part of that meant he never stepped foot in the infusion room with cancer round one um so i would you know i would let him take lane to the short appointments um you know and then once that once that journey was done, I would talk about the infusion room. And it's like we had lived two different lives in that season. I mean, because he wasn't connected to what was happening in those appointments. Right. And so um yeah, round two, it looked very different, especially because in the remission phase, I would say, if we were to do it again, here's what I would do differently. And so we got our do over. Emery mm-hmm. came to as many appointments as she was able to. Um, and thankfully the hospital had lifted the COVID protocol a little bit more too. So she was able to come. And then Lane and I were not Lane. I'm sorry, that's my son. Um, Matt and I were such a team during Lane's treatments. Um yeah, Matt was able to not just take him for chemo infusions, um, and to clinic visits, but he also would stay multiple days in the hospital. We are in the hospital a lot with round two. So that's
0: such a good reminder about, I think we assume like we're trying to do the best and assume like our kids wouldn't want to like, they don't want to be in the hospital. They don't want to, you know, and, and trying to like protect them and assume, but it's such a good reminder, especially when they're over a certain age and they are starting to understand things to just ask them, (laughs) like, ask, like, what, what did you want to do? Yeah. Tell us. So let's talk about Lane a little bit. He's got a really big faith for a little guy, you know, tell us a little bit about him and like how his faith kind of was an encouragement to you.
2: So this has been one of the sweetest threads throughout this journey. But let me first say that we, we watched Lane transform before our eyes because he did not start out this kid. Um, He, yeah, honestly, I find a lot of encouragement in that because I feel like that's a story that my life relates to. And that so many people's lives relate to is he wasn't the kid who willingly walked into a Sunday school room and he didn't want to sit and read Bible stories with us. And he was not patient while we were praying and he had a plate of food in front of him. <laughs> and, <laughs> And so we still did all of those things. We still took him to church. We still read Bible stories to him and we still prayed at the dinner table. Um, And we prayed and prayed that God would just turn his heart toward him at some point in his life. Um, One incredible thing about Lane's name is his name means courageous path. And it's Lane Andrew. It's actually like path of courage, but we say courageous path. we have it all over his room and that's been our prayer for him. And, um, so during Lane's treatment, we started seeing this little tough spirit soften and he started asking us to read Bible stories from his Jesus storybook Bible. And he started wanting to be the one to pray at the dinner table. And one evening before dinner, he prayed, And he started his prayer with, thank you, God, for all this joy. And my husband and I just like looked up at each other with tears in our eyes. Like, what? How how is this his prayer? We don't open our prayers that way. That's not something that he has heard. We just sat there stunned at what God was doing in this little four-year-old boy. And I remember writing it down that night cause I didn't want to forget that moment, but here we are two years later, He still opens his prayers. Every prayer with thank you, God, for giving us all this joy. And so do we, we do too. And, wow. um, it's just, it's been sweet because over time that prayer in him has grown to, um, where he says, thank you, God, for all this joy. Would you give us peace and courage and hope and help us, give it to everyone else. Mm -hmm. And so it's just been an encouragement to my faith and my life. Like I, um, I feel like Lane's faith has challenged and changed the way that I pray. And we've seen how God has used Lane to give, to give joy and courage and hope and peace to other people around him. And so at first, when we first started this journey, I was honestly fearful that this level of suffering would be a wedge between Lane and God. And God, in fact, used Lane's suffering to draw him near and to bring others along with
1: him. Wow. That's amazing. What a cool kid. Yeah. Um, Kelly, you've dropped some really great words of, of yeah. wisdom um, so far today. Um, let's get a little more specific for you. Like if if there's some moms that are listening and they're going through this and dads, um, you know, and their, their journey is just starting. They're a little, a little earlier on in it than you. What are some specific words of wisdom, some advice you'd give some things you've learned um, that, Hey, this is going to help you. Um, it's not going to make it go away. Um, but this is going to help you on your journey. What would you share?
2: Well, first I would just say, I wish I could wrap you up and, just hug you and say, I'm just so sorry and deeply heartbroken that you're here. Um, The biggest piece of advice and encouragement that I could give you is to download the Bible app on your phone because that way it's with you at all times. Psalm 119, 105 says, God's word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And truly, I believe the Bible and this is fitting is like a lighthouse. Um, but it is it's like a lighthouse when it feels like our world is being completely tossed and turned in waves of chaos. Um, I frequently turned to the psalms throughout Lane's journey because I felt so defeated by sitting in those those rooms whether they were really bright or really dark, really quiet or really loud um I just felt, a constant state of near overwhelm, but I would just turn to the Psalms and I would sometimes just find one short verse that I could just pray over my day and repeat it over and over and over because I know that God's word will not return void. And the other thing that I would say is to connect with someone else that is going through it too. Um, This podcast is a great place to start so you can hear other people's stories there's a lot of healing and just knowing that you're not the only one Uh walking this road. Uh Um, and if you're in it, that means you are going to the clinic and you're going to infusion rooms and you're going to the hospital. And I would say, um, what, what I did is I would usually spot the kiddos that looked to be about the same age as Lane. And I would go just say hi to the mom. And sometimes they would engage and sometimes they wouldn't, but, um, there was nothing for me to lose in that. If anything, I could just gain a friend.
1: Yeah, which That's is great.
0: best advice right yeah. there. Fine. And I'm very shy, so I should have – I wish I had your advice because just, yes, being an infusion, you're there all day. You might as well go – you're there all day in the same spot. You might as well wander around. And it's easier to meet somebody when you've got kids and you can just be like, oh, how old is your – person, you know, it's a, it's a guaranteed little introduction there.
1: And I love the, what do you, what have you got to lose? The worst case you yeah. gain, you gain a friend, you know, is, and that in this season that, you know, maybe that's what you need, you know, and it's okay if, if the, you talk to four other moms and just, you know, that's not, they're not that interested and in, or they're in their world and maybe they're in a hard spot that day. And so they're not engaging, but you might, you might get enga- you might find a friend and, and that, and they might need it as much as you so that's great advice
0: kelly it has been it's been great just getting the chance to talk to you you're very wise (laughs) there's a lot in there's a lot in this episode to help a lot of other moms and dads too so thanks for your time it was just it was delightful meeting you
2: absolutely thank you guys so much for having me
1: hey friends christy um I love that time with her. I I love her faith, his faith, Lane's Mm -hmm. faith, just that family. and Her advice. The advice. Just the idea of that whole mentality of uh, not just like on the receiving side, how that's not just about you. It's about giving others the opportunity. And if that that helps
0: someone receive some help today and look at kind of flip it and look at it in a different way.
1: There you go. There you go. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. We really appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week on the next episode.